Welcome to Salamander Babies, the podcast devoted to my favorite guest stars on Star Trek. Accurate. <laughs> That's how I pick them. Yep. Actually, uh, we'll get to that. Actually, uh, uh, I'm Quantum Anarchist Jim Gold, Chief Philosophy Officer Lou Gold. I'm Temporal Timekeeper Mario Panagetti. I'm Holodeck Programmer Jen Marshall. And today we'll be discussing the episode. Uh, I think it was. Uh, season six, episode fifteen. I'm so glad we do these numbers from memory <laughs> <laughs> and don't like reference them from the internet or something. <laughs> yeah, something that we all have access to immediately right in front of us. <laughs> the one resource my we phone is, for in this show. My phone is totally off, and I'm just like, eh, I think it was whatever. Uh, the episode was Tinkatse. That's probably how it's pronounced. <laughs> I, it was close enough. They change it throughout the episode. Soon cut. Soon cut. Yeah, soon. I've been calling it tonkatsu because I just want some. <laughs> tonkatsu, you just want some ramen. Yeah. Takoyaki. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All scans. It's delicious. Yes. In this episode, Voyager is uh, is on shore leave for a little bit, and uh, Tuvok and Seven get captured and forced into uh, a pit fighting program. Uh, by a guest star. Uh, and then they get rescued by Voyager. And she fights another guest star. Yeah, yeah, there are guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> some, some more well-known than others. Yeah, so, yeah, the... Well, yeah, I, sh- I guess we might as well start there. Um, the main guest star that most people will, will be excited about in this episode is The Rock. Uh, I think this was probably one of his first, like, major speaking roles in anything. I think it was... It might have been... Well, it might have been his first acting gig apart from world wrestling um because he was on upn for world wrestling and that had a cross-promotional aspect with voyager yeah um i think shortly after this he was in uh the mummy returns as the scorpion king and then um, in the scorpion king yeah uh but but this was this was the big thing and as as jen pointed out while we were watching the episode this was this was uh um what fanny pack era the turtleneck and chain. Yes, turtleneck chain, fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is when that eyebrow was his big thing. The people's eyebrow. It belongs yeah. to us all. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised that he didn't make a. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Reference <laughs> in the. I think that'd be a little too out of place. Well, he was talking about like, oh, you're smaller than a field rat. Tarkanian yeah. field mouse. Yeah, he had to deliver these cheesy ass sci-fi lines. <laughs> we just wanted to kick some ass. I feel yeah. like they could have slipped in a cooking or smell type joke in there. It's possible, but... I don't think he even had a name. They just kept referring to him by his race. Yeah, he was the... I forget. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. On, on IMDb, he's listed as the champion. Ah, uh, even better. He probably insisted it's more big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so he's sort of the main guest star that, that gets a lot of the spotlight, literally, in the show. But... For one um, scene, but so and and I I did pick it because of him. Um, little did I know when I picked it that the actual guest star in my heart <laughs> was uh, was none other than Jeffrey Combs, who who is a, a I think he's a fairly regular guest star in other Star Trek things. He might uh, he might have shown up in another episode of Voyager, um, but I'm pretty sure he showed up in other series. TNG and DS9 maybe um, but he's also just sort of a, a, a B-movie character actor from the 70s, 80s. He was in Reanimator uh, and from beyond the the adaptations of Lovecraft by Stuart Gordon, also director of Robot Jocks mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, well, he's very versatile Yes, he's a, he's a, a long a, career <laughs> a long and storied <laughs> career um yeah, so so Jeffrey Combs, he was also in The Frighteners, which um, which is what like that was the first role that I saw him in, uh, and that is absolutely delightful. <laughs> um, I really enjoy that movie, uh, but yeah, I think of Jeffrey Combs on almost the same level as um, uh, 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 Brad Dourif, um, who's who played Suter. Um, I thought you were gonna say Crowley's dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crowley's dad is amazing too, but obviously. So his character um, is identifiable because, I mean, 
Oh yeah, I didn't talk about those yeah, characters. Like, yeah, so yeah, he's great. I, feel like <laughs> I just love so the Zach Jens pick. We should just, we should identify him at least because like I mean you. So, yeah, somebody watched the episode and they're like, "Who the yeah. f- are these people I'm talking about?" Look out for this guy. Um, he's the guy with the weird facial hair that's growing out of his face and back of his head at the same time. See, I think it's growing out of his head like normal hair, and then it curves in and fuses into his cheeks. I think that'd be painful and completely pointless. I don't think hair can grow out of two different places, can it? But hair can fuse with other hair. Not with that attitude. That's true. <laughs> you just fire. I mean, I'm not going to make guesses about alien physiology. I am. But, uh, okay. Like every other fucking episode of this podcast. <laughs> that is the whole point of this podcast. Bird people. We had a long shit. treatise on how bird people fucked <laughs> <laughs> so that was canon. That is canon, yeah. So we are talking about this hair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I choose to believe it grows out of both places and they just don't cut it. What if it's like Avatar and like they find each other and then they... <laughs> the hair has a spiritual connection <laughs> yeah, with each other. Exactly. There was a meme that went around recently about Avatar. Like, yeah. can you name two people or quote two lines from Avatar? It was the biggest movie of all time. I can't, no. Can't quote oh, one line. They, oh, That's Unobtainium. Yeah. That's not a line. They say it. Somebody says it. Okay. We'll just go with that. Navi. Wow. They say that too. Yeah, yeah. they do. That's that's fair. You yeah. got me. Oh mm. man. They got that fiber optic tree. Yeah. Yeah. Solid 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 C movie. Alright. <laughs> uh sorry, anyway. Jeffrey Combs hair. Yep. It was glorious and disturbing. It was kinda like um the the little creeper porn stash kind of weird. It was like a Fu Manchu. It made me uncomfortable. A little bit. You could totally see the spirit gum. Yeah, like yeah. Just yeah. Gob- yeah. Gob- hanging around on the outside. That was gross me out. I kind of yeah. I kind of feel like they put it in there to make him more uncomfortable. Slimy. Yeah, slimy. Yeah, yeah. He's playing this director of this blood sport. The Federation doesn't yet know as a blood sport, but this fighting arena type format and he's basically collecting people against their will to fight against each other and apparently no one catches on to that ever uh they they actually uh mentioned this and uh when neelix talked about having reached out to a few um diplomats or something they were basically like this this shit is very um very lucrative for our culture so like we're not really going to ask too many questions right it's not regulated they look the other way yeah to be fair i mean they had well i guess three million viewers isn't that much a billion i think it was. oh billion <laughs> okay never mind but even that like, and that was just across. that was just the change in viewership i think from watching seven get her ass kicked oh okay they, he was talking about the literal ratings change as she was losing in the fight Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty considerable then. Uh, again, we don't know relative numbers. If they're working with the whole star system, you'd think there'd be several billions per race. Yeah, maybe not all of them have access to satellite TV. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're all cable only. <laughs> just big cable. <laughs> blackout. Just blackout areas. <laughs> they literally blackout the planet come <laughs> yeah. to the sun. That's the Dyson Sphere. That'd be a really good surface for watching a broadcast, actually. Inside the Dyson Sphere. <laughs> no, have you been to the IMAX? There's no light leak because there's no sun. <laughs> it's true. You have to be sitting in one very specific place, but even yeah. then you're just like, ugh. <laughs> there's, one, there's one town on the planet that has the good seats. <laughs> yeah, everybody else is like looking over their shoulder. Why not buy a Southern Hemisphere ticket? <laughs> can't see anything. Just, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it's killing my neck. Especially that shot at the beginning where they're just going around and around and around. It's like, yeah. this is terrible. Oh, man, and they just, like, show off the technology. Oh, look how many speakers we have. Yeah. Yeah, we're really impressed. I'm at the shop from the episode, but also oh, that. Oh, IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's, <was, like, laughs> being really indignant about, like, Ugh, just the Oh, look, speakers are behind the screen. We're so innovative. <laughs> oh, our camera weighs a thousand pounds. <laughs> Just the tech now. <laughs> they talk about it every time you go to the IMAX sure theater. I yeah, I mean, I, maybe that's the reason I haven't been back in like fifteen years. I don't think I have either. <laughs> maybe I they don't the do that thing, anymore. The last thing we saw was Fantasia two thousand. There, that's what I saw there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I also like, saw uh, the Force Awakens. I would not recommend why? it. Why? Because everybody else was going. What do you want me to do? <laughs> the last thing I did there was help host a, a video game tournament where the final round was played on the big screen. Ooh. Sure, but it was like an Xbox original. Like, it looked Ooh. like butt. Let's <laughs> <laughs> plug like in it. our component cables. <laughs> Thousand inch display. Wow. 
terrible. That does sound terrible. Every pixel is like two inches. Yeah, it wouldn't be, wasn't great. It's like a racing game or something. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds so disorient to make sure everyone throws up. I, I'm playing like one right job. I also would be very interested in seeing it nowadays. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, would, like... I would be curious to actually relive that. Just don't eat beforehand. Oh man, now I want to plug in other games and play it on there. And just make, <laughs> make people watch me play video games. I wonder if you could. I'm right, gonna play Persona Five. <laughs> like, I, I, strap in. I wonder if, uh, if like that. The uh, so. For 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 everybody else's benefit, we're talking about the IMAX, the the um, spherical projection IMAX theater at the Children's Discovery Museum or in the, San Jose. Yeah, the tech, museum. the tech museum. I'm sorry, not the Children's Discovery Museum. I was going to say Discovery to stop myself. There's like, also I don't remember what it's actually called. One at the uh, California Museum of Sciences. Oh, that's right. Same one. They were some of the earlier IMAX screens, right? Just like the tech demo. Look at what we can do with this giant ass screen. <laughs> we can disorient you and <laughs> confuse you. Get your inner ear off. Up. Like I never get motion sickness, but that thing gives me motion sickness. We have to turn your entire head all the way, like three sixty degrees, to see everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't get motion sickness, but that thing gave me anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm missing something. <laughs> Something's happening across the room. I'm sorry. Remember that part of the episode that we just watched? <laughs> <laughs> they did find something that was probably a dome. Yeah. See, it's connected. There we Segway. Go. Speaking like, of domes. It was like a cylinder, though. They, but I thought it was like a curved roof. I mean, it, I thought it was a good straight. view of the roof. Because they had the like simulated spectator area, then it created a cylinder around the fight location. Sure. And it's, it did. it's holographic projection, so... Well, we should talk about that, because that was in this episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so the episode starts... Yes. Chronology. With a Tenkatsu match between... Uh, I think the Herogen and some other, some other male alien with a ponytail. Looks like yeah. kind of a slim Cardassian. Yeah, it was it like a Cardassian Kazon yeah. kind of thing. They had some spare makeup and they just slapped him on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what they did. Um, there was, yeah, it was an unnamed character. Um, <laughs> like Michael Westmore's weird creature shop, where he's just like, here's a weird forehead thing. You want this one? No. How about this one? How about this one? Right yeah, here. So especially because you need alien spectators, so I'm sure there was a lot of like cycling foreheads. Yeah, going yeah. Put some. Yeah. Feathers on it. I don't know. Yeah. Here's a ponytail. I don't know. What do you want? Make him think that birds 20 years later and then make a podcast about it. <laughs> they were birds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was the opening. Um, then we we find out that uh, that um, Voyager is uh, is on shore leave for a few days while they're doing some stuff. They're Apparently not going home <laughs> for they're some reason. They're taking a break from going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're taking a break. The shore leave lasted a long time because Neelix had time to get fucking sunburned. Janeway went hey, off on... in his defense... He's an I, idiot. Oh, uh, he is an idiot. In his defense, it does not take very long to get sunburned. I know this for a fact. That's okay. But, and he lives on a ship all the time. He's not getting UV rays normally. Like He's not building up vitamin D in his system. He's going to get a quick burn. He actually They're developed all an allergy to vitamin D. But like, <laughs> homeopathic vitamin D. <laughs> oh god! But so like, <clears throat> so Neelix is burnt, and then Janeway goes on her little side thing, which I wasn't paying attention to. It but was she, not worth paying. It attention. sounded like but, it was maybe a science expedition, like a tour from some local alien or yeah. something. Yeah. But when they contact her to be like, "Hey, Seven and Tuvok have been kidnapped or missing or whatever," she's like, "Oh, I'm at least forty-eight hours away." Which means that she probably had traveled for 48 hours? Or how is she getting delayed that so. far? Yeah. Or she's going slower on the way back. Yeah. So taking her I'll, time. I'll get there eventually. I don't want to deal with this bullshit. The, the Delta Flyer apparently is very slow. Yeah. <laughs> In so, that direction. Yeah. It's, <laughs> only, it's, it's, going, it's only slow. It's going and, upstream. <laughs> yeah. It's only <laughs> slow going east. Fighting against the current yeah. of space. Yeah. It takes okay. a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys deal with this yourselves for once? So <laughs> you have to paddle a little harder. I think command for five minutes to go today. So, so Neelix gets sunburned. Janeway goes potentially for 48 hours. Who knows how long. Um, then Just flying a straight line away flying from Voyager. Straight, yeah. <laughs> flying a straight line away from Voyager. Then it takes her 48 hours to get back at least. Then she says, and, and I, you know, I'm not going to be sorry to say that we're cutting her really short. And I'm just like, did they take like, what were they planning on taking? Kind of sounds like at least two weeks, right? They were going to stay. Is yeah. this their holiday break? This is like their two weeks they get in December. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired okay. of moving this is, back to yeah, this, home. This is just, their paid vacation. Yeah. They just don't want to call it Christmas because <laughs> it's post-religion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that is kind of weird. But, you know, whatever. Asking too many questions. 
every Star Trek gets one short leave episode, right? At least one. Mm-hmm. So this is theirs. Yeah, Picard's uh, writing episode. Oh man, yeah. <clears throat> that was for disinfectant. Or the one that he goes to Risa. Mm-hmm. Or the one uh, with the flute. I guess TNG had like six <laughs> different yeah, uh, short leave episodes. It's a laid back ship. I mean, yeah. they yeah, got families fair. on their ship. Yeah. They're never in a hurry. It's not, it's not a warship right. with, with sectional couches. We <laughs> don't explore the vast reaches of space. We'll take care of work back here. <laughs> yeah, sectional couches and clarinets. Yep. Yeah, that's true. They had a clarinet gag in this episode. <laughs> they did. Yeah. I, I always think we're maybe making fun of his clarinet too much, but then I forgot they do it in the show, yeah. too. <laughs> but he laughs at it, too. He's so... It's because he's trying to keep himself from crying. <laughs> right. He's getting all riled up. So, so, okay, so the conversation that this clarinet has <laughs> yeah, just talking is about the talking show. about how Chakotay used to be like a boxer or something, yeah. and um, Harry used to play some sort of sport that might be kind of rough. And it was basically Chakotay being like, I could kick your ass. And Harry being like, yeah, maybe, but let's do this. Yeah, no, that was straight up like Chakotay calling Harry a punk-ass bitch. (laughs) He's like, I dare you to do something about it. Shut up, you guys. (laughs) He just flicked his ear. (laughs) And Bolana and Tom are all laughing at Harry about it. (laughs) And then Harry starts laughing at himself about it because he's Harry. And then Tom Tom threatens to beat Harry up. Literally right there. (laughs) And then Harry's like, come on. Pick a time and place. And Tom's like, no. For real. <laughs> <laughs> no, boy. Literally, the next thing, the next thing that happens after the after the scene ended was Tom gave Harry a swirly. Uh, oh, yeah. It was yeah, it's exactly what happened. It was off camera. I think it was in subtitles though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it was laughs> so Tom is all there. Tom giving Harry a swirly in, in square brackets. Swirly sound yeah. effect. You'll find him hanging up by his underwear in one of the halls. <laughs> oh, Tom! Not again! Oh, jeez! Oh, jeez! No. Yeah. At least we're still friends. So, <laughs> so that that conversation scene and this episode in general poses a lot of weird questions about like Starfleet and this like <laughs> not quite utopian future society. And like I, I don't understand. I want I wish that we got to see more of them after the fact, being like, like man, this this uh, fighting is kind of f-ed up, and maybe we have weird standards. That's we get true. to see like we get to see Seven struggle with it, but I want to see everybody who was enjoying the sport. Even the doctor, though, he says the same thing. He's like, that's just so brutal and weird. Like, why are we doing that? And... Well, he is literally programmed to like heal people. That's yeah. So anything that is counter to that would would be something that he'd be objecting to. But then he makes the like totally like racist uh, assumption at the very end of the episode. <laughs> that he does. Does like oh this Herogen. This episode <laughs> appears after um oh no I can't think of the name of the episode Nazi Nazi Herogen well, yeah the killing um, game yeah. yeah yes that was like season four or five and I, this was season six I could see I could see the Doctor holding a grudge against Herogens after that yeah they actually were surprisingly civil toward him like they held him at gunpoint when he came on the ship but otherwise they just treated his injuries and sent him on his way except for insulting him to his face but again compared to their interactions with Herogen before where they were all a very unified front kill everything that isn't Herogen this is the good one though <laughs> and they meet other good ones later I'm still skeptical but yeah so so Voyager shore leave soon cut soon cut soon cut uh yeah you guys didn't no, I'm not a chanter. Yeah, no. It's, it's a crowd thing. You gotta go with the crowd. Yeah, that's not something that I do. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, they wind up watching Bloodsport. Um, yeah, it's basically uh, kick fighting. So, to be fair, we don't see any of the Voyager people watching an actual red match, which is death match. Well, I think the implication is they there's... don't know they have fights to the death. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one red match that is in the episode. Yep. Um, all the others were different colors. Uh, I think the first one was yellow. Green. Green? Okay. I mean, they just like slap each other and walk away. The only ones they call by name are blue match and a red match. Seven gets put in both of those fights. The blue match is with the rock. I want to know the differences between the green, blue, yellow. Hmm. I want to know like how much they get injured. Cause... It's elemental types, like water versus electricity. <laughs> that would be <laughs> cool. That would be great if in the blue match the stadium filled with water slowly yeah. so you'd have to like fight faster. That would be cool. Or have aquatic fighters. Oh, sure. man, could you imagine? That'd be pretty cool. Yellow match. Um, there's like Abe Sapien. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yellow match either delivers an electric shock when they hit the, the sensor or maybe... Different parts of the floor get electrified. Or what if it's just really hot in there? <laughs> <laughs> so they have to take off all they the clothes. <laughs> yeah. the, the rock was already halfway there. Yeah, that's true. They um, were technically clothing, I think. 
Technically, it covered his nipples, and he was about as dressed as Lou. They were they were they were pretty big straps. He was wearing pants. He has huge nipples. The straps are like the width of a nipple, I think, (laughs) a rock nipple. Yeah, I mean, like he was basically shirtless, but he was wearing pants. Yep, and suspenders. Yeah. Now I want to know where the waist was on the pants. (laughs) It was pretty low because, like, it was like right. It was like right, like a you know a regular person's pant line. Yeah, it wasn't nineties waist. He wasn't I guess, Kylo Ren. Te- <laughs> yeah, that was up to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess this episode was in two thousand, so you, it wasn't nineties high waist. Yeah, can you put on a cowl or something? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a great time. <laughs> um, Force wanted her to say that. Yeah, it did. I'm trying to think of what a green match would be. Nauseous gas fills the room. Yeah, <laughs> it just good. kills them both. <laughs> it's just a nerve talk. Great they, only did, they only did one of those. They're like, maybe we shouldn't do this again. Maybe it's like psychedelics <laughs> and they have to like fight Ooh. the visions as well. As I, like each how, other. I like how you guys are going for like really bad toxins slash hallucinogenic. And I was thinking, like, maybe it just makes them feel kind of woozy and they throw up. That's not much of a fight either. You want to watch They just them? sit in the corner, looking around. They, they like have their arms over their shoulders. <laughs> Let's hold each other up, man. It's just like trying to throw a punch. It's like, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> to go lay down. I'm spent. <laughs> I'm just imagining somebody throwing a punch and then just like just sliding across <laughs> on all the vomit. Could you imagine like Chakotay watching that and being like, this is a really good test of human strength and blah, blah, blah. I'm glad I the anthropology degree. <laughs> I was like, I need to, I need to go to the holodeck. <laughs> really think about what I've seen today. Yep. I feel like it would be the funny matches, though. Like, no. Do you think they have funny matches? <laughs> well, so funny in, fights to the death. So, no, so in... Benny Hill music playing. <laughs> 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 like cartoony sound yeah. effects on the yeah. punch. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Everyone's so, all a whoopee cushion or banana peel just pops out. <laughs> so I don't know too much about the history of MMA, uh, but um, what little I know is, uh, is, is sort of based around... Um, MMA sort of sprouting out of this. I mean, MMA mixed martial arts. Um, it's it sprouted out of this uh, episode. No, yeah, this is well, the origin. It all started here. Sorry. So the, there was a there was sort of a, a practice, I guess, of uh, pride fighting, so called. It's like which, fighters from different schools, right? Yeah. Uh, so like the idea would be like a sumo wrestler versus a Muay Thai oh, fighter. Oh, see that. Yeah, yeah. It, th- that kind of stuff is like interesting, but it was it was much more like uh, novelty than um, than what we think of as MMA. So I, I I can imagine that sort of being kind of not not really a basis for this. I don't know what came first, but well, they do establish that Tsunkatsu has like a, a set fighting style in its own right. Even though we don't really get a good sense of that in the matches, yeah, that's true. I, I, I just I have to imagine that the fighters that they just snatch up don't really have an actual like consistent fighting style. It's just sort of like uh, I mean they got a Hirogen because Hirogen are fighters, and they got this other guy because he's kind of like a Kazan Kardashian thing. Yeah, also kind of fightery. I, I never really got the impression that from anything other than like the dialogue uh, that there was anything that, that there were any expectations about how they would fight. Yeah, it seems like people are in different weight classes. It, like you said, mixed fighting styles, mixed strengths and weaknesses. It's it's like mixed martial arts. It's almost like a who would win kind of scenario. Yeah. Let's take it, this strong alien and this strong alien. Yeah. It, it, it winds up being sort of the fantasy equivalent of like, oh, what if you had a Viking versus a samurai? That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think came first, the concept for the episode or the the network slash The Rock wanting to be in the episode? Oh, it's definitely crossover potential, bringing The Rock over because WWF is taking off. Yeah. So you think that they're just like, dude, you need to come up with some kind of fightery episode. Yeah, I, I, think, so. I think that was it, yeah. yeah. Which makes it strange that he's only in a single scene in this episode. Yeah, but, but they was, wrote a whole concept around him. Yeah, but everybody remembers the time The Rock was in Voyager. Yeah. Exactly. I think, I, I think this was... Um, around the time where they were like iffy about his um, his acting ability and his like ability and his like charismatic ability, mm-hmm. um, they didn't want him to be the main guest star because he was like iffy as an actor. Ah, um, so it's like if he like only give him a couple lines in case he sucks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. like you don't want to lean on him too much just in case he sucks, but. Yeah. Uh, turns out he's actually a great actor. Yeah, look at him now. Yeah, and from his perspective, I think this was sort of a bouncing off to 
expand his career into mm-hmm. other television and into movies. I'm yeah. so glad he did. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, he absolutely. respond to a tweet, by the way? I didn't tweet him. You didn't oh, tweet him. Oh, what the fuck? Shy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter. Don't we have a fucking... Leave an account. You can hide behind the account. Oh, okay. I don't have the access to that account. The last time I tweeted somebody something ridiculous, they didn't respond back to me. I told Logan Couture I would walk his dogs for him. From our Solomon <laughs> Babies account? No. Oh. Just from account. Here's the Solomon okay, Babies account. <laughs> Stand by, everyone. Okay. Not uh, the rock. But, I mean, yeah, uh, For from his perspective... Uh, it, like obviously, getting onto an actual show is is great. Yeah, no, and, and WWF slash WWE is is proven as a as a way to get acting career started. I think this is the case. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but it appears that so Dwayne Johnson, he, I, I loved um, when he hosted Saturday Night Live the first time because they weren't entirely sure what to do with them, <laughs> and so there was one episode or one skit in it where. He sang, and then they were like, oh my god, he can sing. And so then when he hosted the second time, he sang every fucking skit. But the first time that he hosted Saturday Night Live was March 18th, 2000. This, huh. So this episode aired, the, the Voyager aired February 9th, 2000. Okay, so this so, was like a circuit of moving across different shows and making a presence. Yep, this is him trying to break in. I can see that. Yeah. And he's a great singer. Mm-hmm. He's really good in Moana. Yes, yep. I agree. I just watched that again the other night. What can I say? You're welcome. Copyright strike. Ah! <laughs> For that much? <laughs> I wasn't even in tune. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nobody's going to pick that up. I was perfectly in tune. <laughs> <laughs> You're flat. You're flat right now. <laughs> I'm not seeing you right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not seeing you. <laughs> and then this was also before the um, his first appearance in the Mummy series. Oh, the man. second one or whatever it is. Mummy Returns. My other favorite yeah. thing to watch. <laughs> so that that was 2001. Yeah, the Mummy 2, where he's the Scorpion King. Yep. Mm-hmm. King of all the Scorpions. Yeah, man. He was so cool in that movie. Scorpion King is I don't legit think he said anything. He was, yeah, he did. No. I don't think he said anything either. He's pretty... He sad. was all CGI, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he gave There's you the There's one flashback scene of <laughs> oh, CGI. To, yeah. to the extent that he did speak, it was probably Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't say Well, he speaks English in The Scorpion King, which is a hilarious and awesome action movie. Yes, but so is The Mummy 2. So which is great. The Mummy The Mummy, the mummy, the mummy is mummy great. One is I know, it's but... my favorite. Uh, it's one of my favorite weird franchises. And Tom Cruise is so great. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so glad he kicked off that franchise. The, what they call the Dark Universe? Yeah, the God. Universal... Um, I don't think it was he... supposed to be the same film, though. I think it was just no, the no. same monster. Yeah, yeah, no. It's the it same monster, even though it's a different person. Was It wasn't the first of the Dark Universe. It was like the att- second attempt yeah, to restart Yeah, there was it. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, they were doing it. Was that officially Dark Universe? Yeah. Okay, because the, the Mummy was when they actually started marketing it that way. Yeah. And then they had to quietly stop marketing it that way. Yeah. Because no. Thank God. <laughs> God. Because you can't just have a cinematic universe just because you feel like it, as it turns out. Yeah. I have no strong feelings for anything in that vein, but except for the fact that I'm skeptical of like these. Okay, maybe I do have strong feelings. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it it's it's very like cheap and obvious what they're doing. It's like yeah, they want they want like superhero. They want Marvel's success where yeah. one movie promotes three other ones. Yeah, exactly. And they, yeah, they want their dynasty of movies. They're just beginning to make them good. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't you can't skip well, that part of the formula. I mean another aspect of it is like the uh this is very removed from Voyager right now, but uh another aspect of it is like these the universal monsters, like they were horror things. Like these are not horror movies. And back when they made Universal Monster movies, the worst ones were the crossovers where the monsters fought each other. <laughs> like, yeah. the, those monsters only exist in their own worlds. It's like how with the DC, where they did the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, Batman works really well in the story by himself, but yeah. not in a world where there's gods and Supermen. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can do that kind I'm of stuff interestingly, but, but yeah, I, I think Batman, Batman does, it, it works very easily in, in a self-contained world. Yeah, where it's him and crazy people, not him and super-powered people. Yeah. Like, so, it's a different challenge. Gods I, and aliens. I just want to say, Justice League and <clears throat> Justice League Unlimited, the animated series, two of them, fantastic when it comes to DC Universe. That's, I agree completely. That's I, totally I fair. But also, uh, Batman the Animated Series is one of the best superhero shows uh, yeah. Yeah. ever. Yep. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can work both ways. Yep. But also where Justice League works is as a long-running series, and they give every character a chance to have a story. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a movie, you have to give all the screen time to Batman and Superman coming back to life or something. And then there's a few guys on the sidelines. There's but a balance problem. Wouldn't it be nice if they could, <clears throat> if they could do a... DC Cinematic Universe that was just the Justice League animated series, but, like, fleshed out into actual... Did you tweet it? She did. Yeah. She spelled Sinkatsu wrong. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to ask how you spell it, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow that we have. I appreciate keeping the flow going. Yeah. uh, I appreciate it, too. You get it, though? Never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to totally say works. open invitation to take me to dinner, but I figured you, <laughs> you can follow up with that with your own account. See, yeah. that, it's a soft lead. You don't have to open with your own account. Still, though, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you're listening. We love you. I'm open to you taking me to dinner. I'll take you to dinner. What do you want to eat? <laughs> you like Taco Bell? Have you seen 10,000 calories? Yeah, do you remember his, uh, his, oh, like, his uh, daily schedule, including all the food? Yeah, I'm not trying to feed Michael Phelps here. <laughs> uh, he burns <laughs> calories. <laughs> yeah, he does. You want pancakes? <laughs> we can make pancakes. Pancake. I make very good pancakes. Yeah. Beer batter pancakes. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> It's not even that hard to do. Breakfast out? You just, um, it doesn't matter. You take a beer the night before and Coffee open stout. it. That would probably be good. But what you do is you open a beer the night before and let it flatten and just do a regular pancake recipe and replace the water with beer. See, you say that the beer doesn't matter, but I uh, like sours. Okay, you're right. Something would probably Ugh. change the flavor. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be like like I mean, 49 or flapjacks. Yeah. That also sounds like a way for a bunch of fruit flies to get into your pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> fruit flies like beer? Oh, they fucking... Fruit beer. They love sour beers. <laughs> I, I will have you As know. You Dwayne Johnson was awesome in this episode. Yeah. Let's talk about that some more. For all the two minutes. Yeah. I I wish it wasn't such a brief scene, but like he did just fine what he was setting out to do, which was to be a wrestler type character who raises his eyebrow (laughs) and kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. I mean, I I cheered out loud when he came on the screen. He's a personality. He's great. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of sad that they didn't have him in like the back room where all the fighters were hanging out. Yeah, I thought he would show up more. I'm sad that he didn't, didn't actually wanna... get to have a real regular chat with Seven of Nine or Tuvok, because that would have been fascinating. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense that they didn't show him before uh, before it, because like, they wanted the reveal and all that. Yeah. But if they showed but, him after. Yeah, showing him after, that would have been neat. I think if, if they were basically like fighting off of the ring, like conversing with each other, and he's like, he just is in it for the fight because he enjoys the celebrity, and it could be a bigger conversation about turn, the morality. Turns like, out he's actually like very meek. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if he was like Dwayne Johnson, just like a super nice guy. Just like the nicest guy. <laughs> hey, you see him in the back. He's got his towel and his water bottle. He's like, "How was that for you? You feeling good? You doing okay? You need to patch it up for you." I saw, I saw, saw you a little weak on the left. You got to. I want to work on that. Man, if he was the instructor, that would be great. Like he just plays both roles. He he like is all out in the ring, but he's also super supportive behind the scenes. I would love that. If he was the instructor, that would have made it a lot more of an emotional punch. They, they could they can be hanging out and it can be late at night and they turn off the lights and then he starts singing. <laughs> he, he sings everybody to sleep each Aww. night. What can I say? <laughs> That's a great lullaby. <laughs> We're dead soon. <laughs> well, now you sung two songs, so now we might get a copy of oh, strike. No. That was the replay. I was just kidding. Two, two is where they uh, where they yeah. come in and break our, break our legs or whatever. <laughs> That's not a song. She's just saying. She's just speaking Swahili. But yeah, I choose to believe that the character is actually Dwayne Johnson, and he secretly sings to people at night. Time traveler, quadrant jumper. He takes care of people. Plastic surgeon aficionado. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Dwayne Johnson. He can do anything. He can. He's got like a alarm clock app. That's amazing. Yes. I, I, I have it. <laughs> Remember when this podcast is about Voyager? <laughs> no. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> the Fate of the Furious. I haven't seen any of those, but I am going to go on the ride when I go to Universal Studios this weekend. Oh, yeah. The uh, the um, the bus ride? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the tour bus has a Fast and Furious segment. It's quite good. I <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Since you love everything so about Fast and Furious. I mean, Han the most. The Rock yeah. and Vin Diesel. That's fair. I'm like, cool. It's Han. Couple of nerds. True. Uh, Han. Han. Single tier. Han lives. So next week we're watching Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we should say something about this episode other than how great Dwayne Johnson is. I mean, isn't that the point of this episode? Mostly, yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, how great Jeffrey Combs is. And, um, I, yeah. and I guess Seven of Nine fighting with the uh, possibility of having to kill someone with her yeah. bare hands. Her little uh, Karate Kid segment there. <laughs> <laughs> karate Kid didn't have to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you watched it. We weren't it. watching oh, the same movie. Oh, part three. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the... Honestly, there wasn't much to this episode. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I was going to try and pretend that there was some substance, <laughs> but thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, I feel like there is kind of okay. So at the very end of the episode, Tuvok's like, "Are you emotionally okay from the whole potentially having to kill somebody thing?" And maybe it's because we've covered the episode for this podcast. But for me, it reminded me a little bit of Tuvok's struggle with um, his emotions and urge to kill after dealing with Suter. Mm. That would have been a good thing to bring up in the episode. <laughs> that would have been that would have been interesting of them to have yeah, brought up. Could you imagine if he was actually there and conscious when she was talking to Mr. Parrotfish instead of just like <laughs> So I love Tuvok. Not as much as Lee loves Tuvok, obviously, because that's yeah. literally impossible. But mm-hmm. I love Tuvok. I don't think he was the best character to have the talk with Seven at the end, because the whole talk was about her holding on to her humanity. It should have been Chicote. Or the doctor. Chicote as a fighter, doctor as yeah. her uh, confidant and her. But I mean, the doctor was yeah. yeah. Chicote was the one championing this whole sport from the beginning, and then like you know, it's like oh no, Seven is you know abducted, and now she has to fight in this. Maybe I need to reexamine my enthusiasm for you know blood sports. Chicote should have been checked on that definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, so you see, this is problematic now, right? <laughs> yeah, it would have been an interesting conversation. Especially since they're supposed to be banging in short order. Mm, yeah. Very short order. When you say short order, I'm like short order cook. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just like on demand. <laughs> yeah, rack like... lamb, Adam and Eve. You know. I thought you meant more like banging in the in the mess hall. I mean, if they wanted, if they had any intention of like, setting up this relationship, they should have talked once. <laughs> you think yeah. that like have this they, would have have been they talked perfect... since she was a Borg and he no. did the whole scorpion trick? <laughs> no. Who, Chicote? Yeah, this would be Seven the perfect Chicote. opportunity. Like, Seven of Nine is in trouble. He's the one that's like, hey guys, let's go watch people beat each other up. And then they don't they don't ever speak about it. Yeah. It's yeah, like I mean, it was a last minute idea in almost. season seven. <laughs> the extent of their interaction in, the, in this episode, at least, was like, do you like fun? No, I do not like yeah, fun. Yeah. And that was it. Yep. It's like, we're going to go do something great. You guys suck. Your <laughs> <laughs> ideas are stupid. <laughs> Nerds. Oh, great. It's the nerd patrol. <laughs> science up. camp while you were on vacation. <laughs> We're going to go watch people beat the piss out of each other. We're going to go count some molecules. <laughs> One, two, three. We're going to go Sorry, watch... I got started early. <laughs> I, I really liked the moment where they're in the um, shuttle and Seven of Nine's talking about the awkward silences and Tuvok's like, did you find it? Or not awkward, but... Yeah, yeah he's like, did you find awkward. the silence awkward? And she says no. Yeah. And he's like, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, well then shut the fuck because yeah, that's pretty much what like what like doctors are supposed to but yeah I doctor's liked, not here I, shut up I liked that moment first of all because it's very cute yeah. but also I'm like that's a sign of a good friendship when you can sit in complete silence and be happy that's true accurate so that that made me go aww because I, I like them as friends and mm-hmm. mentor menti so they make a lot of sense yep. as buddies yeah mm-hmm. I don't ship it though no, because Tuvok's got a wife. Yeah, and kids and grandkids. Tuvok is in a committed relationship, and he would never. Except he might think about it with Tank Girl. That's a different episode. Tank Girl is different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a different story. Plus, I guess if he like went through Ponfar or something, there might be some like immediate physical requirements. Uh, it's nice that you know Seven has somebody who's not lusting after her to go talk to. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And Harry Kim. Yep. Or the Doctor. Or Chicote. Not Chicote to the last minute. Well, you know. He's he, not lusting after her. He just gets her. She just kind of falls <laughs> in his direction. <laughs> to, and he's like, fair, oh, I guess, like, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> to be fair, it's still Chicote Janeway at this point. Yeah. At this point, yes. Well, hearts. <laughs> Until they cut it off and, and shattered. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> it lives. Temporal Prime Directive. Yep. He carries <laughs> a torch for her. That's fine. It's not lit. Zing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if in the finale did Seven die before Chicote um, in the alternate timeline? I believe yes, Seven died in the alt timeline. So there is hope for that ship after. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Chicote was like to die. was like emotionally 
wrecked or something. I forget. Yeah, he'd be vulnerable. Janeway would come in, be comforting. Yeah, in a failed timeline. My headcanon is that the Demon Class crew survived and um, and they're doing everything that we want them to do. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, um, every episode we don't like is in the Demon Class crew and then they die. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually great. I like that. I like that a lot. Like, oh, that I'm must down. be the Demon crew. <laughs> No. <laughs> check the check the warp drive. Is it quantum slipstream? Yeah, they're they're gonna die next week. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe the demon cl- planet creates a new crew every like month. They always forget. They always have no memories. <laughs> they just like keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's that, interesting. That sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. So after a certain point, assuming that they have a survival rate that lasts a while, you're gonna get hundreds and hundreds of the crew. Sweet. <gasps> Harry Kim could finally play a whole concert. <laughs> <laughs> With clarinets. <laughs> Hong. No, it was my turn to solo. Chakotay won't have to use the holodeck. Chakotay in real life. They're real. He'll <laughs> <laughs> well, just be in a storage bay. <laughs> they're all just like staring at themselves because there's still other people around. It's like, you know what I want to do. <laughs> we all know. We don't even have to say it. <laughs> Shared understanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they all just like find each other. They nod. Like, <laughs> like they all just walk off together. They're like, "Well, we had a pact." <laughs> in, in the great multiverse, every iteration has Chakotay with the same f- <laughs> program. <laughs> every single reality. Yep, it's a it's a known known the, factor. There's like it's there, a constant. There's the version of Voyager um, with the the Equinox um, hollow uh, hollow visors. <laughs> Uh, and it's just it's just to contact. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it here too. Maybe there's like one version where he isn't into it. Is this, is this and they airlock him immediately. <laughs> is this the plot of the one? <laughs> Gently. Yeah. <laughs> They just find like a dead Chicote, <laughs> and then the rest of the crew has to solve the mystery of the dead Chicote, and then they find some things that they didn't want to know. Maybe, I like this episode that we're writing right now. Maybe we don't want. Maybe we don't want Dwayne Johnson to find our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. We love you, Dwayne. I wasn't talking about you, <laughs> but you're still welcome to come. You know, talk with us. Yeah, if you're ever in San Jose and you you want. Pancakes ramen. or ramen. Pancakes. Yeah, you get both of those things. If you want pancakes or tonkatsu. <laughs> this episode did make Lou think of tonkatsu. I did. I was calling it the entire time because I fucking could not remember the actual name and I still can't right now. And ramen is so good. It is so good. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a lot of good ramen in San Jose, just saying, Dwayne. Yep. We can get big bowls. We, we have, could go we the tech. Good ramen. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sorry. I love this play date we're planning with The Rock. <laughs> We're planning a whole day. It's a, a day trip. Yeah, we'll gotta do a San Francisco day trip. We're gonna go see the redwoods. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. it'll be rad. We'll go see the sea lions. We should definitely see the sea lions. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what would like the rock want to do? Um, cook, right? He likes to cook. We can he totally likes other cook. people to smell what he's cooking. Yeah, I've heard that. They've got those things where you can like go cook a gourmet meal, or we fun. could do one of those paint classes where you get drunk and then you paint. Yes, drunk <laughs> and draws. Yeah, that sounds I wonderful. Want to do that? Yeah, Dwayne, if you if. If you come to us, <laughs> we we will we will do these things. This is this is real, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If you want to hang out with us, hello computer at salamanderbabies.com. Just send us an email. More contact methods at the end of the episode. Yeah. Keep listening. Yeah. We love you. I, I mean, I would say that this would be open to any member of the cast or crew from Star Trek Voyager. Or Whoa. Any Star Trek. This is a pretty yeah. broad invite. But Garrett Wong, I'm, if you want to do, do drink and draw. <laughs> Bring your clarinet. Yep. <laughs> I was about to say we won't make any Harry Kim jokes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> oh man, Garrett Wong gets here and we all pick ranks and he becomes an ensign. Uh, <laughs> I, I have I have pips. I I have okay, I have a we'll yellow I have a yellow Voyager uniform. I've got the pips, we can promote him. I have a clarinet. He's gonna bring his own. <laughs> I think he's gonna call the cops on us now. <laughs> we come over so we can dress you up as your character. <laughs> No, let's what's, just, what's let's, so weird about that? <laughs> Seems normal to me. No, yeah. let's, let's just, uh, we can do Star Wars trivia at um, Seven Stars or whatever it is. Oh, okay. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Any Star Trek people that want to do Star Wars <laughs> trivia. Yeah, take Harry Kim to Star Wars trivia. That would be the best. If your trivia team was Star Trek cast members, oh, man. you Star Wars trivia. Jonathan Frakes would totally be down. He would. Oh, hell yeah. What's up, Jonathan Frakes? Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this invitation goes Brent out. Brent Spiner? <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry. This invitation goes out to all of the Star Trek. <laughs> if, if you are listening to this and you have been in any Star Trek ever. If you have an entry on Memory Alpha, we want you. Yeah. yeah. Jason Isaacs, you're invited too. Absolutely. Jason Alexander, <laughs> come on over. Yeah. All the Jasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring your blonde wig, Mr. Miller. Saul Rubinek, please <laughs> get over here. Brad Dourif, if you want to hang out, yeah. just talk about murder, like that would be cool. Kate Mulgrew, I would have to oh, make yeah. her watch Obviously. watch me play Dragon Age. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we went to creepy again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was the best part of Orange Is the New Black too. That's so. also yeah. true. No, everything that she touches turns to gold. Must yep. kill the chicken <laughs> and eat it to gain its power. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like trying to think of something else to say about this episode. Was there a B plot? It was just everyone's various uh, vacation adventures or plans to make vacation adventures. Yeah, it was true. It was just like, out. oh no, Seven of Nine and Tuvok, but mostly Seven of Nine because Tuvok's <laughs> just kind of he's asleep, asleep the whole <laughs> burned and out of commission. It's like, and none of us are really worried about Seven of Nine's capacity to knock somebody out. Maybe the worry was that she'd kill someone else. Oh my god, we gotta stop an incident from yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if they had... We're supposed to take care of this board. If they had captured, like, somebody like, I don't know, Neelix or something, it's like... <laughs> well, maybe Neelix, Neelix is totally... <laughs> so, so that, that does raise an interesting question that's actually not that interesting. Probably is a really short answer. But Seven and Tuvok got captured. I assume that they went through a third-party slave trader... Because what are the odds of capturing exactly, like, they managed to pick the two most physically capable species slash crew members of Voyager. It's possible that they were, like, scanning for Borg technology. Uh, was the first they were surprised when yeah. You say capable, but Tuvok did go up and poke the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was just, injured by the bomb because he put his face in it. I'm just saying Vulcans are stronger than humans, which maybe is a low standard to start with, I but... See. Yeah, we don't know what they're up against. That's true. Turns out that all Delta Quadrant aliens are actually hunt maybe 200% stronger than humans. Yeah. That's kind of the implication. Tom gets snapped in half every time. Yeah. I mean, if they're a match for seven, then anybody else would kind of be boned. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be kind of an amazing setup. Like, from the very beginning of the series, it's proven that they're that humans are physically incapable compared to all Delta Quadrant enemies, so they, can't, they have to avoid melee combat mm-hmm. at all costs. They're like those aliens that were super tiny. <laughs> Remember that? Wait, wait. There, there's an episode of Voyager where uh, there's an alien species um, who are like tracking Voyager and and they like plan they're like planning an invasion and they're they're just like oh, tiny yeah. and they just like have a little ship that flies around. I don't remember. That sounds amazing. It sounds like. A- I don't DS9. know, maybe I'm making this up. Oh, this wait, is DS9 DS- where they shrink. So, yeah, the DS9 no. episode. The Defiant shrinks. No, no, no I like I'm, not, that not, yeah. I'm not thinking that. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I like, I like the way that they get out of that in the DS9 episode, which is, I don't know, just go backwards. <laughs> like, go the same. They, they went towards an anomaly and they got smaller and they're oh, like, yeah. it's just reverse. I like how it's the only shrinking story where they deal with the air molecules being yes. too big. I love that. I love that O'Brien was like, don't oh, open they, the fucking door. O'Brien was like, oh, just a transport out there. And Bashir's like, are you fucking idiot like do you have any idea how this works no no obviously i don't beat me out (laughs) (laughs) but that's deep space nine that's a whole different series yeah Yeah. that's not voyager yeah that's for our other podcast run along home i really yeah (laughs) the ds9 fan cast i really hope i'm not making this idea up because it sounds vaguely familiar to me okay um but i'm pretty suggestible when it comes to star trek plots because they all kind of mush together after a I think, certain amount of time. I think we're going to have to watch every episode of Voyager. <gasps> I guess we'll have to, and then we'll talk about it. Every episode, every episode. except for one. We should, <laughs> we should make a podcast based around this. Oh, no, man. that's a crazy idea. That's true. Crazy <laughs> enough to work. We do a podcast based on the podcast. And that podcast gets us to hang out with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> is that like the talking dead? Is the walking <laughs> yeah. dead? Wait, yeah. Is this podcast going to let us hang out with the rock? That's the secret. The power of positive thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the whole objective of this podcast. You gotta stand on your vision board. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what? I don't know. That's new age shit that I hear all the kids talking about. Uh, like, like Talaxian homeopathy? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that actually works for some reason. It's, it's like too powerful. Well... To be fair, Talaxian shit usually is doesn't garbage. Yeah. So they probably just don't have the right definition. Yeah, that's true. Because that shit was like glowing yellowy green. When he said homeopathy, didn't mean like like holistic or like like native medicine. Like what was he? I don't think he actually meant homeopathy, since that isn't 
real. Yeah. yeah. He said homeopathy, man. I, know, I don't I know. know. I don't know what. Some, I don't know what to say. I'm mean, just curious. Do, what doctor doctor said taloxane homeopathy. Doctor said a racist thing. Yeah. Deal with it. Somebody in the writers' room had a slip. Yeah. It, it happens. And then we criticize it on a podcast for about 15 minutes. Goddamn yeah. writers. <laughs> Goddamn 20 years ago writers. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, you know anything? Mo- Why not you write a modern show? It's 2018. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Your shit's standard deaf. <laughs> get back to us. Wow. <laughs> Why don't you get on Netflix or Hulu? Yeah, something that people Notice actually watch. Broadcast television. <laughs> the episode really is almost 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can vote. Yeah, what happened... Twenty Almost. years ago, Spice World. <laughs> yeah, and we're all the better for it. Yes, I agree. Spice up your life. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Every boy and every girl. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so this is Spice Babies. <laughs> it's a Dune podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must flow. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is a little death. Fear is mind killer. Spice up your life. <laughs> Everybody on Arrakis. <laughs> <laughs> Respect the Shy Haloon. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, I love this. There's gotta be something else in this episode. It's a super narrow focus. Yeah, it really is. I'm sorry. Like they, they have a wrapper of a shore leave thing and then it immediately derails when they get captured with a slight delay of not everyone finding out for a while because no one really missed them. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing nerdy science who's stuff. I don't the know. the nerds when you're off, like, watching people punch each other's faces? <gasps> the nerd is punching. <laughs> it's se- seven. Seven up here. No, she's too just fragile. Spend the entire, they spend the entire match just yelling her name. Yeah. It takes, like, five minutes to figure out. Eventually, Tom's like, she can't hear you. He's like, no <laughs> shit. He's like, seven. He's <laughs> like holding up a sign. <laughs> seven, three, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Seven spelled out, then the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, obviously. She can't hear you. Like, what? Why not? <laughs> I can barely hear you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's your best friend Harry. I'm up here. Huh? I, do, I do like that their big tactic to overcome the more powerful ship is to cut off the broadcast to affect their ratings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it also doesn't really seem like there's any reason for them to be broadcasting holograms into the arena. But I don't. There's no reason for people to go to an arena if it's being broadcast. Just True. stay home and watch it on TV. Right. So, like, why? Like, they have empty arenas that specifically recreate the layout of the real arena. Yeah. And then holographically transmit their So fighters. is it kind of like going to a bar to watch a sports game? No, it's like going to an empty arena to watch a, it on the Jumbotron. Yeah, that's weird. Like, like a bar at least kind of uh, makes no, sense. No, it's more like going to uh, going to an actual arena to watch like a holographic projection of a <laughs> game. Well, that's literally what happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only reason, I mean, plot-wise, that they did that was because it would be too easy to just beam them out of where, you know, Harry yeah, and the, they needed the, the twist of them not it's being like, there to oh, delay their rescue. <laughs> yeah, we gotta find out where they are. I, I don't kind of like the shoot, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think there was anything too, super unreasonable about uh, that setup. That seems kind of weird. Yeah, it, it seems like the whole thing was contrived to make a big twist of them not being there, but there's not really any good reason to have that set up realistically. I I kind of assume that the physical arenas are places where your bets are made. And yeah, bets are made, people yeah. show up, pay the, for attendance. My, my big gripe with the physical arena is that there's a really small audience, so there'd have to be a huge number of them to mm-hmm. make it, I mean, I don't know. Granted, it's Star Trek Voyager and they don't have the ability to have a 15,000 yeah. fan stadium. It's a good I mean, way to work around that limitation, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a conceit that they, they can make, and it's not, super, it's not offensive, I, I thought. I wouldn't say offensive. I just like I don't think that happens in real life. Like I don't think when there's a sports event, projections of well, or the most equivalent you get with this technology. Like I don't think when there's a sports event happening, you can go to an unrelated sports arena and watch it. Like you usually convene in some smaller set. Uh, I mean, like like Jen was mentioning, Mm -hmm. you go to a bar and watch together, or you watch it at home. You don't go to another arena that isn't playing the game, that isn't where the where the event is held. If I had the ability to watch a game being played out. 
this holographic image in a realistic setting, I'd probably rather do that than TV. Decks are for? Um, yeah, but this is just that, but dedicated to this occasion. Yeah. Didn't they have watch it's parties for the like Stanley Cup last year at the Shark Tank? Yeah, they. they I mean, they do that at all. Well, I mean, they. They. You know what? Yeah. That's a normal that thing. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a thing that happens. But actually. also, like, given like a football or hockey game or whatever, like it. I think it makes sense. Like, oh, you can if you can simulcast the same game from one arena to another. It's so great to go there and just feel the ice not spraying on you because they're not playing. <laughs> you don't you don't feel the ice spraying <laughs> on you know, anyway. Yeah, like the there'd be something okay. wrong. See, being able to see. <laughs> okay, do they like do they like run the ice there? Do they like zamboni it and everything to make it ready for someone to not play on it? Like, how far do they go with the illusion? <laughs> I, I I don't know. You have to ask them. But, I will. But I, I I don't think that's an unreasonable thing. Okay. I think the I think the big hiccup here is that if they have a bunch of different arena locations and there's only one betting schedule or calendar, mm-hmm. why the fuck did the crew actually think that there were people physically in front of them fighting? Because they're idiots. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what? What? So if the crew mo- was tricked into thinking there were actual fighters there. It's Does also like they have like that? the schedule. It's just like oh, let's like go watch this one. It's this guy against this guy. And like they're there. And for some reason, seven of nine takes them by surprise. You'd think they'd see like Borg clone female and be like, huh. Surprise opponent, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that was a last minute swap maybe. Yeah. Is the question about the the betting or is the question about like the validity of swaps? No, I mean, I'm sure swaps are a thing. She was swapped out for the red match. Yeah. Or she was swapped in. But like she still had... There was still plenty of time on the red match. Maybe like, she had like a fighter moniker, like the masked Borg or something. But they had like their their races like listed out on the thing that Chakotay was reading. Yeah, that's true. And the Alpha Quadrant crew apparently knew everything about those races. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> There's a caption next to them. Really good at fighting. Yeah, <laughs> punches they have a their lot. Stats like D and D. This one's left-handed. <laughs> oh, they had the monster manual open. That's what you're saying. They yep. were looking at each stat. Yeah, that's what that's what was happening. How many hit dice he's got? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh, if they know that this particular fighter is left-handed and shit, and then they're just like. Surprised by seven of nine. I mean, there's some. I mean, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. I'm Borg. thinking about it too much. Borg has a negative two level adjustment. It's <laughs> worth it. Heightened. She should have just assimilated the rock. <laughs> Fair. And then brought him back as her Borg buddy. Yeah. What have been rad. Oh, Borg rock. Just thrall. Yep. <laughs> he could have joined the crew. Yep. Zombie Missed rock. opportunities. Could have made them all pancakes. Rock zombie. Ah. It's not even a joke. Don't worry about it. It's kind of a joke. It was a rock. Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Rob Zombie. But yeah, it's the same Rob Zombie. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't look like Rob Zombie at all. Not quite. Wait, am I supposed to close, it? close yeah. this? Uh, what am I <laughs> take, supposed to say? Take us home, please. Oh. Get us out of here. Let me find the bullet point. That was Salamander <laughs> Babies. Good night. Well, no. 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 You, that was Sunkatsu talk, and now someone is going to say the next episode. Oh, someone. That would be me. And I'm remembering what it's called. That was our discussion of the Star Trek Voyager episode, Tsunkatsu. Next time, next we'll time be watching on. Voyager Season 4, Episode 4, and Nemesis. Oh, yeah. Chipotle episode. It's a Chipotle episode. So you're bringing Chipotle for dinner? Uh, do you really want Chipotle? No, I don't, oh. really. I like Chipotle. Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, <laughs> we've lost our Chipotle sponsorship. <laughs> oh, Chipotle. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could get a LaVic sponsorship. <laughs> that would be like good. A quarter, a quarter of our podcasts are fueled by LaVic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was all on Babies. Uh, please. <laughs> Such enthusiasm for our podcast that we host and distribute to the world. I'm enthusiastic. I don't know what you're talking about. Please visit our website at salamanderbabies.com. You can find us on Twitter at salamandertrek. Uh, you'll probably also see Jen's tweet to The Rock. <laughs> Open invitation to The Rock and any other current or former cast and crew of Star Trek. Yeah, we can't pay for accommodations, but we will <laughs> happily show you around. Yeah. Ideally, you should already live in San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. I'll drive you around. Or like oh, be yeah. in town for a con or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pick you up. I've got a sleeper sofa. Yep. So do we. You can pet my dog. <laughs> you sleep at like multiple uh, gold residences. Yeah. Surf at all those houses. We'll pet treat their dogs. you like a princess. 
Or prince. Or prince. Or other royalty. And doesn't have to be tied to your gender. You can be a guy treated like a princess. It's fine. Royalty. We'll treat you like royalty. How about that? We can figure out mani petties and drink and draws and mm-hmm. what else do we say we do San Francisco ramen and pancakes sea we're lions. planning all day it's gonna be great yeah yeah sea lions yeah. it's gonna be transformative oh yeah so twitter at salamandershrek you can visit us at fa- on facebook at facebook.com slash salamanderbabies uh, we have a tumblr salamanderbabies.tumblr.com and you can email us for questions and com- with questions and comments <laughs> god damn it <laughs> or to coordinate hangout you said you the fuck Things is for. I didn't type that. Email shit. for. Listen, it's just guidance. It's a bullet point list. <laughs> okay. Make it your own. If you want you to email e- us, I'll uh, give you a question. Yeah. <laughs> you can email us with questions and comments at hellocomputer at salamanderbabies.com. Uh, and, and that's that's the last. That was I, I really I, good I tone. Left it, I left it on, the, on, the, on an upswing. We're, we're up here. God damn it. We can't get back down. <laughs> Computer and program.